Welcome everybody to Little Things First. This is Jim Martin with hey, Tracy Vandeventer and Jim. I'm excited. Who are we talking about or, or who are we talking with today? We're talking to Jennifer David Lang, and I've been trying to get her on the podcast for a really long time. Yeah. Um, she uh, has done just a world of things. She's the curator of the main idea, which is a resource that provides uh, book summaries. And these are really detailed book summaries. This isn't just like a paragraph or whatever, but yeah. you could actually not read the book and just <laughs> use the summary and it would be great. And she also thinks about it in terms of professional learning for school. Yeah. So I think that's nice. great. And then also she um, has written some books with um, Kim Marshall, who mm -hmm. we've had on the podcast, the Marshall Memo, these compendiums of all of the research. And it's just... Yeah. So great. So she does just a ton of stuff. I joined a pod, uh, not a podcast, but a webinar with her recently where she talked about Atomic Habits, the book, and yes. the little things that we can do. So maybe we can ask her a little bit about that Yeah. to really yeah. make big change. So anyway, Jennifer David Lang is with us. We'll let her in here. And then change our view also to uh, gallery. Perfect. Oh, okay. Hey there, can you hear me? We can hear Hello. you. Hi, I'm just joining without my uh, my video. I, I had my second shot and I'm a little under the weather. Okay, oh, congratulations. So we're getting your shot. Thank you, thank you. Nice to meet both of you, how are you? Very good, we're so happy to have you with us, especially because you might not feel so great with your <laughs> shot. In, in that vein, uh, here's to one more, um, virus free person we hope yes forward. yes that is the hope how about the two of you do you yep. have shots or yep i just yeah. got my second but jim he got his long ago because utah actually let teachers go to the front of the line along with uh health workers fantastic yeah mm -hmm. that is yeah. great yeah so that's good so um you go by jen right is that what yeah. most people call you yeah yep Jen. Okay, Jen. So I was just bragging about you to Tracy and telling her about all the things that you've done. And um, actually, I referenced a webinar that I joined just a while back on Atomic Habits. Oh, you were in that one. Oh, good. Yeah, okay. that was a great one. So um, I thought maybe you could just talk a little bit about who you are and what you do and, you know, how it all comes together. Sure, sure. You want me to tell Tracy or? Tell well, everybody. Tell everybody. our listeners. Right. <laughs> sure. Happy to do that, yes. <laughs> Atomic Habits. What are the little things? Oh, sorry, we're jumping right in. This is, sorry, can we do that? I'm, you sort of, can we start over? Sorry. Yes. I'm sorry, you want to focus That's, on atomic habits for the content is what you're no, saying. No, not necessarily. We just, I just had mentioned that as a, a book that you summarized. And so you could certainly talk about that because I think- Sure, that, before I introduce myself or who I am or- No, you know, but I, start with that. Start with the introduction. We're, yeah, we're I mean, sorry. We don't want to be, we don't wanna be rude hosts. <laughs> no, no, so. no. I was, I was just a little, um, just taken aback. I wasn't sure what- because sometimes people will say to me they want to do a podcast and focus on some particular content or something. But yeah, yeah. Sorry. Go. Tell us about you. Tell us about Jen. 
Sure. Hi there. Um, I am Jen David Lang. I've been in the field of education for a long time. And after many years of working um, in schools and with people, I realized that education leaders, principals, superintendents, district leaders, um, two things. One, they didn't have a lot of time for their own professional learning. Yeah. Yeah. And two, they often receive the least professional learning opportunities in the building. So back in 2007, I decided to start a service called The Main Idea for educational leaders. And basically, I read a ton of education and leadership books, and I summarize one a month, a very thorough summary, like eight pages. And then I write PD ideas at the end, so a leader can introduce the ideas from the book to um to staff members so that's what i started doing in 2007 and um and then i've done another other things along the way as well most recently uh starting during the pandemic i started running online groups of school and district leaders called masterminds Mm. so i don't know if you want me to go further and tell you a little bit more about the masterminds. Yeah, do. Please, please. Sure. So, um, well, as you know, even before the pandemic, uh, running a school, it's lonely at the top. It's, it's very difficult. You feel isolated. Even here in New York city where I'm based, where principals may be literally two blocks away from each other. They rarely visit each other's buildings, see each other. So, Long before the pandemic, I had an idea of running an online PLC with school and district leaders from across the country to come together, learn, share strategies, get feedback, coaching, provide support. Um, But I didn't get around to doing it. And then when the pandemic struck, I realized, wow, if it was already isolating to be a leader at the top, now (laughs) imagine we're all stuck in our homes. So, So with a colleague we launched um, five mastermind groups and they're groups of about eight to 10 people who are assistant principals, principals, assistant superintendents, superintendents, leaders of professional development. And we meet every other week for one hour. And um, it's been incredible how um, we've been able to really get to know each other as a group. And it's been an amazing source of support, but also learning. Um, the, uh, the structure of the hour people say has just been really, uh, useful for professional learning. We, um, we start the hour with everybody diving into a shared document where they have noted their takeaways from the previous session two weeks ago. Cause you can imagine if you're a school leader, two yeah. weeks, a lot happens. Yeah. So, um, so they dive into that and what was their one big takeaway or commitment from two weeks ago? Then we introduce some new learning. Usually we put together like a one pager. So we'll take whatever topic we're doing, coaching teachers, distance learning, hiring for diversity, and we will find something or distill information into one page. And then we do a live read where everybody reads there. And you could certainly assign chapters of a book, but we know people are busy. And this way we carve out the time, we read it right there. Nice. And then we do some activity to process what everyone has read. And then we save the end of the hour for what we call is being in the think tank, 
where a school leader brings a problem of practice, something they are currently grappling with in their school or district. So um, they have a few veteran teachers who aren't interested or willing in changing their ways. What do you do? Um, you have two sets of parents. One wants you to come back in person full time. The other set is deeply afraid of the pandemic and wants to remain as remote as possible. What do you do? So each leader gets to present the problem and in a very tight protocol, we all provide suggestions. And usually not only does the person who presents the problem walk away with pages of ideas, but usually many people do because chances are we're often grappling with similar problems. And then we end the session where we dive back into that shared document, the one big thing, and we ask people to reflect for a moment and think about, you know, what's something you took from today or, or what's a commitment from today. And That's a uh, lot in an hour. It is. We keep the pace fast. And yeah. even though everyone's sick of Zoom meetings, people often tell us, our participants, that, wow, um, that, that went fast. I did not feel like I was stuck in another Zoom mm -hmm. call. Mm -hmm. So how many people are in the group? We have about eight to ten in each oh, group. Okay. Nice. So you have more than one mastermind group. But um, yeah, we have five groups that meet at different times because, you know, different time zones. I mean, we have a mm -hmm. mix of people from Walla Walla, Washington to Baltimore, um, you know, all, all over New Hampshire, South Dakota. So we pick a few different times during the week uh, to find times that work for everyone. Nice. Are there any themes that are coming out as you're having these conversations or is it just kind of probably all over the map, the experiences, but anything that's, that really is surfacing is something that principals and assistant principals are concerned with, superintendents? Well, the interesting thing is where before you might have felt like, oh, what do I have in common with people from all across the country? Mm -hmm. I think the pandemic has certainly made people feel like there is much more in common. And I, I mean, I would argue there, there was a lot more commonality even before it. But we've done a lot of sessions on like leading in uncertain times and adaptive leadership and the need to be nimble and agile in your leadership. Um, we've done a couple sessions on equity and hiring for diversity because certainly that's been a, a big yeah. theme this year. Um, we've dived into, you know, distance learning. We hit uh, social emotional learning. You can imagine that's also a very yeah. big topic. Um, and we made sure that there was, you know, time for our leaders to, um, to stop and reflect because it's been, a, it's been a big year for them. And if you've ever needed a moment to stop and think about lessons learned, you know, this is, this is the year for that. Mm. Yeah, and what a, what a powerful uh, way just to connect because I think you're right. I think the pandemic has created in certain sections of our country just an even more isolating experience for building leaders. Uh, in Utah, you know, we've been back in in our buildings pretty much. A few districts didn't go right away, but otherwise the bulk of our districts went back. And so we didn't have that huge separation for so long. But boy, there are some some states that have been working from home this whole time. And that is so hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, here in New York City, I have a daughter who's a high school student, and she just recently, you know, went back, and it's just two days a week. The yeah. uh, elementary school, the younger students went back earlier, but yeah, 
but still even even the states where and the districts where students have gone back it's still been a, a very big issue the, mm-hmm. the you know the pandemic the equity issues all that we've seen crack open this year mm-hmm. so um i think people in the groups found they had more in common than they did that divides them yeah so sh- shy of joining a mastermind which people could certainly do what what are some ways that principals can and leaders can connect with one another because it is such a generally isolating job and even more so now. Well, I think Twitter has been a fantastic way for people to connect, you know, and if you ever felt like, why do I need to go on Twitter? Or, you know, I mean, I think that first of all, we are seeing problems that we've and challenges we've never seen before, right? Mm-hmm. What we call is an adaptive challenges, not technical challenges. Technical challenges are those problems that we've solved before and it's just a matter of figuring it out, right? How do I create a master schedule where my seventh grade teachers can have common planning time, right? That's a technical challenge. Um, There are even some aspects of our current situation that are technical, right? How do I design a classroom so students are six feet or three feet apart? But I think the adaptive challenges have been huge. And so we're seeing questions no one's ever answered before. And so people are turning to Twitter. I've seen a lot of action there, whether it's joining a live Twitter chat or just scanning for resources or putting your question out there. Um, I think that that's a fantastic place for, for, for leaders to connect. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly on a more local level, leaders are reaching out to their peers a lot more, you know, district or colleagues or other principals. Um, I think it's always been valuable to connect pandemic or not when you've got the most difficult job in the world. Um, but yeah, I do think connection is important, um, particularly for professional learning, you know, yeah. Um, I think if you look at the research of, you know, Linda Darling Hammond and others, uh, she, she outlines seven aspects of effective professional learning. And certainly one of them is that it's of sustained duration. You know, it's not a one shot sit and get, but then it's also that it's, it's collaborative and that, you know, really we as humans were designed to learn with other humans, you know, as they say, we learned originally around the campfire, right? We didn't learn locked in a room in a library, isolated. So I yeah. think it's very powerful, not just for social emotional reasons, but for professional learning for your school, for your district to connect with others to learn. Yeah. And, and I am going to kind of take us back into the atomic habits only oh, because uh, Jim really was super excited about it. And uh, was. <laughs> was really reflecting on how um, little things over time sustained can Mm -hmm. help take you to a new place, right? And and I kind of liken it like if you're traveling in an airplane and you're trying to get to San Diego, but you're like a degree or two off and you're traveling from New York, by the time you get there, you're actually going to end up like in Tacoma, right? Yes. um, When I'm thinking about uh, just even some of the lessons over all of the professional learning that you've been helping to lead leaders through. What do you see as some of the patterns, could be from Atomic Habits, could be from others, uh, other resources, but what do you see are some of the little things that could help leaders in their building support student learning across, you know, across their schools? Well, I want to backtrack for a second because I don't know if your listeners even know what Atomic Habits 
is. So Atomic Habits is a New York Times best-selling book by James Clear. I summarized it as part of my subscription service, The Main Idea. And, um, and I, did, I ran an online one-hour uh, session about Atomic Habits. And it's exactly what you said. He has the theory that by changing really small, tiny habits of yours, you can end up profoundly changing your life or your organization um, just by making these small changes. And so absolutely, I think the leader from the leader's own personal habits as well as professional habits can see profound change from that, you know? Um, something as small as the leader taking a few minutes each morning to map out priorities for the day. So rather than just putting out fires, having a sense of like, I want to accomplish these three things. It could be a five minute meeting with yourself every morning. If you don't do that, then what do, what, do, what do we often do? We often do the problem that's right in front of us, what's urgent, but what may not be important. So that's an example of a really small habit or skill, an atomic habit. Have a five-minute meeting with yourself each morning. What are three of the most important priorities I want to focus on today that can end up having a profound impact on yourself and your school? Yourself, because you feel a little bit less like a, a chicken running around with its head mm -hmm. cut off. And then obviously for your school, that there's a sense of vision and direction that you're going in from the small habit that you have with yourself. Is that yeah. what you're asking me, Tracy? Yeah, yeah. And I just think in general, sometimes when we talk about school improvement or we talk about supporting even just different student groups within our buildings, uh, in, historically, we sometimes have fallen into this big sweeping reform, these big changes. And when we started this podcast, you know, a couple of years ago, our, our intent was to say, no, it doesn't have to be that you buy this whole new program or you have to have a big giant system change, that there are some things that you can do that impact your school and impact your teachers and support your student learning. And, and that's just the common theme that we continue to have. So any of the insights you have about yeah. suggestions yeah no I do I think that a lot of a lot of what we do as people not even as school leaders are basically habits right we're not thinking through and making a decision all the time like am I brushing left to right my teeth or up or down you know like most <laughs> of what we're doing our, our lives are made up of habits but the yeah. same thing happens on the professional level too so you know one other um small-ish habit that I think can have a profound effect on the school is if leaders set up one-on-one -on -one meetings with, um, with their teachers, it could be every other week, and it doesn't have to just be the principal, it could be the whole leadership team. People, you know, Paul Bamberg, Santoyo, and Leverage Leadership, he says, you know, keep the number to, you know, 15 about 15 teachers. But if you set up regular one-on-ones with your teachers, let's say every other week, yeah. then it forces you to get into their classrooms because you mm -hmm. need to have something to talk about at, that, at those meetings. Mm -hmm. It keeps your fingers on the pulse of what's happening in the school because you're meeting with the teachers. You're preventing problems because it's not like the teacher keeps trying to come by your office and you're not there or you know your emails are too full, but you just have regular access to, to teachers or staff members. And I, I think that can have a really profound effect and teachers feel heard and listened to yeah. and you have an opportunity to give feedback. 
and the feedback isn't huge. It's not that one meeting in the spring, you know, your big right. evaluation, you're meeting every other week. So, you know, if what you said um, came across the wrong way one week, you know, you're going to meet again and two, you know, you're going to keep meeting. So I think that's another example of like a, a small change that can have a really big impact. Yeah, I love that. I have to just say, I actually, when I implemented that, it, it really did have a profound effect for me that by simply scheduling the follow-up meeting on a regular mm -hmm. basis, then I needed to be in there to have some context about the conversation and, um, and, and just observe and interact with the classroom and the teacher, et cetera. So thank you. That's a great reminder. Yeah. No, I mean, I think a lot of people schedule time to walk around and visit classes, but if you're going to visit classes and then you can't find the time to follow up, then you end up just leaving a post-it note or sending an email, you know, that <clears throat> there's a lot of problem with that. And as you say, right, it's very hard to find the time, but if you yeah. schedule the meetings, um, I mean, in some ways, it doesn't even necessarily matter if you don't get into a classroom. Mm -hmm because there's a lot more to give feedback on than just yeah. classroom observations, right? Yeah. You know, you can look at a lesson plan together. You can look at a unit plan. You can look at some student work. You can talk about, you know, a student or a family that, that a teacher has had some trouble with. So, um, so yeah, I think that yeah, it, that's very useful. That's great. Great reminder. That. Yeah. Great reminder. Yeah. And, and in addition, I also mentioned that you've been part of the work that's um, with Kim Marshall of putting these Marshall memo research uh, yes together uh, yeah. to really kind of summarize some of the most salient research that's out there and yeah. really help condense that down into digestible chunks. Do you want to talk a little bit about yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. And, and you'll be the first podcast I'm going to announce um, our newest venture in just a moment. But um, yeah, so again, for your readers who don't know, Kim Marshall writes a weekly Marshall memo, which is a summary of, you know, the best articles that are out there. He does a fantastic job. Um, very worth your while to sign up for the Marshall memo so you can keep abreast of the latest ideas that are out there. He summarizes journal articles. I do books. So years ago, we came together because we realized that we, um, you know, we sort of complement each other. People would send him books. He couldn't read all the books. I couldn't read all the journals. So we each took one task. And then a number of years ago, um, or not too many years ago, he had this idea of putting together, you know, a book. And so we started to work on that with the idea that we would take, originally it was 11 topics, now it's 22 topics that school leaders care most about. And we would comb through his archives of over 8,000 article summaries, and we'd pick the best ones for each of these 22 topics. And we would put the first 11 in the first book and the second 11 in the second book. So the books are called The Best of the Marshall Memo, book one and book two. And, um, you know, in book one, we have topics such as managing time for impact, planning with a purpose, the leader's emotional intelligence, um, interviewing and hiring, which actually we have a chapter chat on that. I'll tell you about that in a moment. Um, coaching teachers, feedback, evaluation, top, topics like that. And um, at the end of each of these, so each of these chapters has about somewhere between maybe 12 and 16 article summaries. And then at the end, um, I thought through how could a leader take these ideas and bring them to the school? And I thought of 
PD ideas. So at the end of each chapter, you know, so if you have a chapter like coaching teachers and you want your whole leadership team to become familiar with the topic and learn a little bit more about coaching teachers at the end of the chapter, I have some PD ideas to introduce that to your leadership team. Or, you know, something like assessment for learning, I have PD ideas that you could introduce to your entire faculty. Nice. Um, so we put these two books together and we've done two other things. One, we have had, uh, I think, two online chapter chats where Kim and I, for free, there's an hour where we'll introduce you to one of the chapters. And it's interactive. It's not us giving a webinar. We give you an opportunity to read an article, to, to go into one or two breakout groups and really discuss the topic at hand. So we have one, I don't know how quickly you get the podcasts out, but on uh, Wednesday, April 21st, so that's next week, we're doing interviewing and hiring since this is hiring season hmm. at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific time. And you can be on the lookout. We do those at every few months. I think we're nice. going to have one on May 12th after that on grading. And um, our newest venture is that we, um, we teamed up, we got some support from the Gates Foundation mm -hmm. to put each of these chapters online um, at, for free as its own PDF. So certainly you can buy the book. They're not, it's not the kind of book you would read cover to cover because they're completely you know, different topics and it's a lot, but it's the kind of book you would dive into as a resource. Like, oh, it's hiring season. Let me read the interviewing and hiring chapter. Or, oh, I've got a difficult conversation coming up. Let me read the chapter and critical feedback and difficult conversations. But now you can just go to the website and you can download um, the chapter for free. And it's a little bit more bite-sized. So that's, that's our newest thing that should, I guess we're unveiling it shortly. Yes, in a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exciting because they are great resources. And um, even though you've done such a phenomenal job, both synthesizing books and journals, there still is so much out there. And uh, to be able to have access to those in those little chunks of the best of the best is great to have. Great. Well, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Will there be a, a, a Marshall Memo book three or... <laughs> there may I don't you know I, I don't know I mean it definitely took a lot to to pull these together so we have a couple of topics that we didn't fit into these two books but not I mean these came out one after the other I think just maybe a year and a half apart um, but we're not working on one quite yet right now mm -hmm. but, uh, but we will have the website up and running pretty soon that's great exciting yeah Really exciting. Well, you know, uh, Jen, one thing we always end our sessions with is uh, a hypothetical. If you could travel back in a time machine to mm -hmm. talk to your younger self and give your younger self advice, what advice would you give your younger self? Mm -hmm. I assume you mean as, a, uh, <laughs> as an educator. Probably. Um, but we are, I am kind of curious about the other answer, too, personally. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a story there. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no. <laughs> I'll stick to educator. I mean, I think, you know, thinking through what your values are, taking time to really outline your values and, and sticking to those values, no matter what you do, because your career may take you in different paths, but your values can be and your purpose can be more set but at the same time, also give yourself a break because um, I think we've just lived through some very difficult times 
And um, I used to, as a younger self, I had very detailed and long, well, I still do, to-do lists. <laughs> my husband used to joke that I would literally write, put shower on my to-do list. <laughs> otherwise, I would forget to shower. And I think that we always think about all the things we have to do, but to take some time and think about our, to do, our done lists, you know, what are the yeah. items we've crossed off and, and be yeah. proud of what we have crossed off and not always looking at the items that are, are not yet crossed off. Yeah. And what's far more, another piece of advice is that far more important than what you know is, is the ability to learn and to be agile and to be honest when you don't know and to, to keep on learning. I think that's advice for, for students today because you know we all work in schools, but we're preparing them for a future that's very unknown. Right. And it's not so important whether you learn X or Y or ABC, but rather, do you, have you learned how to learn? That's what's important. Right, right. Great advice. Great advice. Can you share again with our listeners just how can they how can they tap into the resources you've talked about, both the masterminds or um, the the techs or the you know other services that you provide? How how can they get that information? Sure. Uh, my website is just themainidea.net. and I you can email me directly at jen at themainidea.net. And the, um, the, the books are there, the, the monthly book summaries you can sign up for, the masterminds you can sign up for or learn more about them or feel free to shoot me an email with any questions. Very good. Well, congratulations again on your second shot. And uh, thank you for taking time out of your recovery and uh, just okay. to spend a little time with us. We know you're busy and uh, you know, spending a little time with us and sharing insights. It's always valuable and we are so, so grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate what you do and your persistence. Thank you. <laughs> Very good. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. Take right, care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Recording. Oh.